0: You're looking crafty. Crafty, crafty. You could make a raft out of pencils and foam. You sure looking happy. Happy,
1: happy. Welcome to the Stitchcraft Podcast. Hello. Good day. (laughs) I'm Island. I'm Miranda.
0: And I still don't know what episode this is. I forgot to check. 50
1: something? 51? definitely
0: in the 50s. I should be getting an AARP card for this show real soon. (laughs) Soon. And we're soon. already enjoying early dinner, so I'm not worried about it.
1: <laughs> it's true. I've been enjoying early dinner throughout the entire pandemic. It's like, well, I so wasn't going dog. anywhere, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what's wrong with eating early and going to sleep early? Nothing. Um, my dog's enjoying going to walks at 3 instead of 5 now. Like, everyone's on the early bird schedule.
1: Yeah. But I digress. Um, hello. How's, how are you doing? What you got in your cup? Uh, I have... A beer that makes me chuckle, so I thought I would share it with you guys. I had <laughs> I had big aspirations about how. So it's a Sunday afternoon, and um, yes, ma'am. I had all these ideas about what I was going to get done this weekend, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it doesn't help that right now it's snowing outside, um, and so when this is over, I'm going to have to go shovel or snow blow, depending on how much snow falls. Um, Mm -hmm. So one of the many things that I'd had ambition about was I was going to make some fancy cocktail for this podcast, but I didn't do that. Um, So I have a beer instead. And the beer I have is from a a brewery that I've actually never been to. It's a brewery in Ohio that um, my friend uh, Fraser told us about. So Fraser and I met – actually, he used to work with my husband, and I used to work with his wife, Priya, um, at University of Michigan and um they moved to um the beautiful state of wisconsin after they lived in michigan and then they moved to the place that i don't like to speak of columbus ohio um for priya's job and they went from like god's country to hell tire fires (laughs) yep and I'm just, you know. I'm kidding.
0: We have family and friends there. I know. I For people
1: from Ohio, you know that it's like the the state pastime of Michigan to make fun of Ohio. Like, you can't it's not. The, it's the rules. You can't not. Um, and that isn't to say that I don't go to Toledo and go to the Tiffany Museum and recognize that it is indeed like an amazing place of, you know, glass art. And I've been to Cleveland and been to the delicious restaurants there. And I'm not saying there's nothing good about Ohio, but when I talk about Ohio, I have to say there's nothing good about it. It just is. I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules. Um, So Fraser moves to Ohio, and he's like, oh, I found a new brewery that I really, really like. I really can't wait to take you guys there. And then the pandemic hit, Um, so we didn't go. But I found the beer at Dirty John's. So for those of you who haven't been to Iowa City um, John's Grocery is its formal name but everybody calls it Dirty John's because it was the first place to carry Playboy and potentially Penthouse <laughs> in Iowa City <laughs>
0: to think I'm sorry we I know that this is probably like in the 60s yeah or 50s some 70s. or 60s yep yeah something pretty you know very removed like before our time but I love that someone is like in our day and age where, like, people are, like, eating ass on the first date, like, the fact that Dirty Johns is called Dirty Johns over, like, a magazine, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm just, like, the times, they've been a change and too fast, too far. And I love that Dirty Johns is still fucking Dirty, dirty Johns. Johns. Still but called it's Dirty really, Johns. It's literally PG-13 Johns, but yeah. go ahead.
1: <laughs> and there's nothing dirty <laughs> About John's Grocery. It's a really good little bodega and they have an amazing beer cave. So they have a room that they call the Beer Cave and they get all kinds of stuff. Like they get uh, Jolly Pumpkin from Michigan. Like that stuff isn't distributed hardly anywhere in the Midwest. Yeah. But you can get it at John's. And you can get this brewery, which is called Hoof Hearted. Cute. Which when you say fast is Hoof Hearted. <laughs> It's so childish. I, can't. <laughs> I have no fear
0: about letting out my real laughs. <laughs> like, because what? Who hard it is.
1: <laughs> I know. I
0: know. Also, like, Fraser, doesn't he have an accent?
1: <laughs> Fraser is Scottish. So does he say it real special? <laughs> oh, he says it. He says it in just the way to make it sound like what it is. Okay, And I can't, I can't do his accent, so I'm not going to make it here. But just imagine. You can imagine <laughs> it in your minds. And when I fr- when he first told us about it, he sent a picture and he typed it out. So I didn't get it. I was like, oh, hoof hearted. What's that? I don't understand. Is it like near a ranch or a oh like, my God. A, a farm <laughs> sanctuary or something? And he's like, no, say it out loud. And I was like, hoof hearted. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, Got it yes just like ohio to have garbage humor but
0: <laughs> here we are i'm into it
1: <laughs> and so at this point i having never been there i'm just buying the beers for the labels which i do anyway but like oh, for sure i have no point of reference for any of their beers and there's only ever like two of their varieties in the store at a time so i can't be super picky about it i get what i get and one time i went there and they had two flavors. And I was like, oh, this is exciting, but it's not what I came here for, so I'm going to buy something else. I came back three days later, they were gone. Because somebody else knows that this is good. Damn, the secret gets out at Dirty so John's. You just <laughs> you know, right?
0: It's, it's Dirty John's. Fast, like, <laughs> I'm just saying, world, world, uh, word travels fast like porn. Yeah. Like, a, like a good video, a good magazine. Yeah. It's Dirty
1: John's, not Hush Hush John's. Not at all. So uh, Uh. the beer that I got because I which I bought immediately when I realized that like I wasn't going to be able to come back another day and find it is called Hot Probs as in like Hot Problems and it's got a (laughs) drawing of Winona Ryder from Heather's on it. (laughs) Which is all burnt up and fucked up. (laughs) Oh that's great. And it's got um, some really 80s like graph pad paper. I don't know why and a shoe phone like you remember these
0: but i think like it's not graph paper as much as like there was just like this geometric uh texture that used to be in like a lot of um 80s like you would see that pattern someplace on like saved by the bell
1: yes like definitely
0: or at the peach pit in uh 90210 like you would see that shit
1: you know? Exactly. Exactly. So it's not
0: graph paper as much as there's like technology. What 80s? <laughs> graph it out. We're going to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, they had computers. <laughs> they did. But they were real big.
1: Real big, real hot. <laughs> real hot slow. <laughs> um, so this Hot Probs is a double dry hopped pale ale. Um, which I was I was actually really excited that it's low alcohol because you don't normally see like double dry hop anything that isn't like eight or nine percent. This is yeah. 5.6. Oh, that's drinkable. Very drinkable. I can it's like a, operate a snowblower. Yes, exactly. I can operate a snowblower after this and not be afraid that I'm going to cut my own toes off. So that's awesome. Um So yeah, it's um, really flavorful. It, it tastes like a double dry hopped you know, IPA, except it's not an IPA. It's just a PA. So that hey, may well. be part of the reason that the alcohol content isn't so high. But it's just mm. really flavorful for a 5% nice. beer, which I'm very excited about.
0: That's very good. Yeah. yeah How fantastic. about you? I am drinking a beer that I got at my local. Um, there's like a couple of good like, liquor stores in my neighborhood that just have really great connections with the local breweries. Um, and I got this one from Fair State Co-op, which is also down the street for me. I say down the street, but we're in the Midwest. We're allowed to say down the street if it's under two miles. Yeah. Um, you could technically walk there. It's good. Um, so, uh, this is from Fair State Co-op and Drecker Brewing. It's a collaboration and it's called Too Far Juice. Nice. And I think it's a cute name, yes. but I love their actual description. We've pushed the juice too far this time. Extra thick, fruited sour with blackberry, plum, lactose, and marshmallow. Ooh. It's, that sounds it's, really delicious. It is delicious, and I should probably only sounds have like one. Sounds like a dessert. It is, and that's why I'm having two, and this is probably why I have diabetes. I'm just kidding. I don't have diabetes. <laughs> oh, my God. Keep your – don't spit your drink out. No one can – no one can see you, but they can hear you just literally like doing a spit take on this. But, um, well, and I w- I felt bad that I said hoof hearted right after you took a sip, and I thought you were gonna <laughs> spit, spit take it all of over this. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Anyways, so yeah, it is a delicious dessert beer. It's a sour, but it's not a painful dry, dry you out sour. It's not a palate wrecker. It is fruity and delicious. And let me check the alcohol content on this before I hurt myself. Um, one second. Oh, they don't have it on here. We're in trouble. <laughs> there it is. 5.9. We're nice. good. Sours sours aren't usually heavy, so no, like No,
1: I've seen a couple, but only when they're like barrel aged. Right. And that's and usually they smell smell those. Did I just say that? They
0: <laughs> sell those. <laughs> By the way, I haven't been drinking today and I haven't really been drinking hard this weekend. So I, I'm just tripping over my words. Um, no, they usually sell those in much smaller cans. Like they don't do big cans. Like this is like a a little tall boy. So anyways. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm drinking and it's delightful. And whenever I see something from fair state or it's usually fair state, whenever I see something like really interesting and cool, it is gone the next time I go. So I always have to get it right away. Um, and then it sucks because it's expensive mm-hmm.
1: because obviously they're limited release they there well and it costs them money to add that much fruit
0: yeah fruit and marshmallow like mm-hmm. can you imagine the amount of and all the things that go into this involve a lot of prep so of course it's limited release all the stuff and it's expensive and i live alone like and i don't drink beer all the time like i used to so like if i buy it and then i open it like two weeks later I'm like, oh, I still like this. Still too fucking bad, Miranda. You Snoozy loose. Like, I wish I felt this way about Budweiser. It would always be there, but it's not the case. <laughs> I like fancy things, I guess. Anyways.
1: Well, and I, you know, you bring up that beer, and I really like how um, you mentioned that it's like not a palate wrecker. It's got these other flavors in it that kind of soften it and sweeten it. And I feel like that's the way to do a fruit sour in the wintertime. In the summertime, I want a very crisp sour that's, like, sour and tart. I love a goza that's got, like, a little bit of salt in it. Like, I love that stuff in the summertime. But in the winter, I almost never want that. Occasionally I do. But um, I I really wasn't drinking sours at all this winter until you came here for Christmas and you brought that um, lemon meringue Mm. sour. Which has lactose in Which it. Which is too. the, yes. Yeah. And I, and that I loved. Um, because again, it had that softness, the vanilla-iness. And it's dessert. It. Like mm-hmm. it, sorry to cut you off. No. i
0: just, I'm like, there is a sweetness and a smoothness to it. Because sometimes IPAs, you're just like, cool, pine trees. Mm. Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> like, oh, is that pineapple pine tree? Oh my God, it's Delightful. so good. <laughs> so good. Um, but sometimes you just want something else to sip on. Mm-hmm. It's a sippable thing, and it's a shareable thing, Mm -hmm. because not everyone wants that much of it. Right. Um, But I'm with you. Like, the mouthfeel is different. You don't want a ton. So, no.
1: I'm a fan of the the lactose. It actually kind of reminds me a little bit of... the milkshake styles. Yeah, yeah, the milkshake styles. It reminds me, that mouthfeel reminds me of when you get something on a nitro tap, or when you have, like, one of those um, Guinness Nitro cans, or Boddington's Pub Ale that only comes in that can, like when we yeah, were with younger, the widget at the bottom? Yeah, when we were younger that wasn't really a thing. Like their beers didn't do that and nitro was not really a thing. But Boddington's was only comes with the widget in the bottom. And uh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's delightful. Um and the the lactose sours have that same kind of feel to me and those milkshake sours that you described with the extra fruit plus the lactose has that same kind of thing to me, which to me is a winter thing, right? I don't want Guinness in the summertime,
0: but no, I want that all. in
1: the winter. It's so nice. And in fact, it reminds me also of a thing I used to be really salty about, which was um, nitro coffee, because it's a served cold, typically mm-hmm. gets served in the summertime, but I want that mouthfeel in the wintertime
0: and so i was just gonna meant i was just gonna say like you know what nitro coffee i i just love that i can drink nitro coffee with no sugar no milk because mm-hmm. in the end i am a person who basically wants chocolate milk i know who i am yeah i want chocolate milk i don't want coffee but if i'm gonna have like a coffee and i can have it without all this other fixins i do it mm-hmm. and you're right nitro coffee is only in the the summertime that's fucking stupid
1: i remember actually i i remember huh. Going to a place when I still lived in Michigan that had nitro coffee that was kind of down the street from us. And I went in in the wintertime and I tried to order it. And they're like, oh, we only do that in the summer. And I was like, what? But it's like, it's like day Guinness. It's like going to work. It's going to work Guinness. Like this is what I want in the wintertime. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I can totally understand that. But it just doesn't, you know. We just have never tried that, and it's, you know, the nitro tanks well, are not and I, cheap, and so they don't want to sell something that isn't going to sell, you know, that's that well, time Well, and of I'm year, sure
0: but, it leaks over time, so, yeah. like, you can only, ha- you'd have to constantly have another, like, a tap, just anything with a tap is going to leak over
1: time, so. Yeah, so if not a lot of people want uh, it, it's going to be a waste for your business, but in my anybody heart, anybody listening,
0: <laughs> Right. No, anybody listening to us that probably, like, understands how to work those situations, how to run a nitro tap, and, and the the profitability behind it and everything. its probably just like, shut up, girls. I remember, please stop. <laughs> okay. But I like, I like the idea of you and I figuring out big problems that have nothing to do with us. <laughs> like, big problems that we like cannot us, like, solve. And like, we're like, we figured it out. We're fucking super sleuths over here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the tale of the nitro coffee, not in the wintertime. Yeah. Um, I have a business man. plan. It's going to work great
1: for somebody else's business and somebody else's <laughs> investment
0: that I probably won't be investing in.
1: (laughs) But I will be there to order one coffee every three months. (laughs) And then be upset when you don't have what I want, even though I did not support you on the regular. Mm -hmm. Delightful. Mm -hmm. We are Mm -hmm. garbage people.
0: Hey, (laughs) we're sustaining members of... Of national public radio that's true i love like i love when white people sorry i'm gonna be real shitty for a minute i love when white people are like i support npr i was like that means nothing it means that's what that's expected that's the bare minimum that's of a white person <laughs> thanks thanks for being a white person today thanks for showing up <laughs> like, try again <laughs> the fuck i care <laughs> I'm on a tear mm. today. I was going to say, mm. we, we
1: are literally like 0. .25 beers in on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon after after you have exercised mm-hmm. and I have done my laundry. Like, we're not wilding it out. It's just like... Not at all. Out. I'm just excited
0: to talk to my best friend, my sister. So it's cool. Yep. And, you know, funny things have happened recently. So this is... <laughs> I'm allowed to let this out. <laughs> Well, I guess we could get down to, like, the business of our actual podcast, which is what are you working on? I was going to say,
1: you mean drinking isn't the work
0: of the podcast. You know what? I know what everyone thinks. (laughs) I say, I know what everyone thinks, and I know there's a bunch of you that don't do crafts, and you keep telling us how funny it is to listen to us drink in the start of the show. So I know. I know.
1: (laughs) We know. But I do crafts, and I have some things to share. I would love to hear it. <laughs> well, do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Because you've also been crafting. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I'll go first. I'll be kind of quick. Um, so I love saying I'm going to be quick when I'm not quick, and I also love neither one of us more are thing. quick. <laughs> no, nothing about it. We're long winded as hell. Anyways, um, I always say to people like one more thing. There's never one more thing. No. It's like six more things. Yeah,
1: it's a lie um, every
0: time. Every time. I don't, I don't know how to pace myself. Anyways, so I, I think on the last podcast we talked about, I was doing heart patch kits and things like that, which went great. I wound up doing two hundred Valentines this year. Damn, it was insane! Wow. I know. So like two hundred times three, that's six hundred.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is my math right? Mm-hmm. I cut out six hundred hearts this year because I gave everybody three hearts per
1: package. Kind so of thing. just. Silly question, but what did you use to cut them out? Do you have a rotary cutter or? No, just scissors. Girl! I traced everything and then used <gasps> scissors. But wow. because
0: all the fabrics That's are love. different. Thickness. Well, but also I'm a control freak. <laughs> and I have a very specific feeling about cutting out hearts. And some of them, I will admit that some went out that were not perfectly even. But some had to, they had to get in the mail. That was the news. <laughs> so I'm like Cheryl Sandberg of crafts it's done sometimes you just need to mark things off as done so um that was a shitty reference i'm gonna stop using that one anyways but the point is after i got that all done i was actually pretty excited to keep crafting so i'm currently working on a cat quilt
1: a tiny little cat quilt i know this sounds weird it doesn't because knitters know that no matter what it is you knitted the cat turns it into the cat bed so it is not weird at all to have a cat quilt. quilt right
0: i mean there's going to be something so i'm trying out a prototype and if it works i'm going to then make it for a couple other cats in my life but I love um it. so my friend mark he's got a, a geriatric cat named grandpa and i love the videos <sighs> of grandpa so much they're so good. Like, Mark and I, like, we're just, like, cool friends, but ever so often he'll send a video, and I'll be like, you know I'm sending this to my family. He's like, that's why I'm sending it to you, because you're gonna, like, we all love Grandpa so much. Grandpa's originally from Texas. Um, according to Mark, he found no guns on him, so, like, <laughs> and I was like, it looks like he's from the Alamo. It looks like His never His ears are it. kind of flat. Oh. Like, <laughs> once flat, and, like, it just doesn't even stand up anymore, and then He's got no front teeth, so his lips get all caught up in stuff. And then when he eats, it's just food everywhere. Like, it is a mess. It's a This cat is a mess, but he's so sweet. And so for Christmas, Mark, Mark's family was like, what do you want for Christmas, Mark? And Mark was like, I just want this Ikea doll bed for, for Grandpa. A lot of people and
1: have that. It's great.
0: Yeah, it's great. I think he probably saw it on Reddit or something, but he was like, I just want this little doll bed. And his family did it. But I got to... I gotta say, IKEA came up short. The quilt and, like, the bedding that came with the doll bed, garbage. Oh. Like, I feel there's a great room for for
1: improvement. So I'm going to make well, a tiny it, little it, cat quilt. Yeah, it baffles me, too, Sorry. because anybody that's going to buy a fucking doll bed for their cat is going to have opinions About having a garbage mattress pad and blanket for the cat, too. Like, they invested in a wooden bed for a creature that will sleep on the floor, you know. Or in a box. In a box, (laughs) right? Like, come on. Come on. And And you know people will pay
0: for it, too. Already, because they're buying a stupid doll bed that they know. I'm sure IKEA's got numbers, mm-hmm. some research numbers on how much of this is actually going to children and how many of this is going <laughs> to the adults without children. Yes. You know, like there's just, there's definitely metrics out there. Yeah. So like, um, when I saw the the bedding with it, I was like, that is atrocious, and that is not his house style. I will fix this. <laughs> so I'm currently making a tiny denim cat quilt. To go on the bed because I'm like, Grandpa deserves comfort, he does. like a pat And that's the thing: the quilt that came with the, the IKEA thing is not quilted.
1: Oh no! So it's
0: not soft. So I'm like, ah, <sighs> and I just—it's a 16-year-old cat. He yeah. deserves a little, a little, little, little padding, padding for his old joints, exactly. Right. <laughs> so if it works, and I've, I'm just like figuring it—it's also such a quick project. It's not even a deal. But like, I want to kind of do one for some other cats in our life. But I won't talk about the other cats. Yes. Yeah. Other people. Listen. Know us. And, mm-hmm. and th- these might be gifts. So mm-hmm. anyways, so I'm working on that. That's adorable. Um, wow, is that pumped. adorable. <laughs> I just need it. I, just, I was like, that's not good enough for Grandpa. We can do better. Mm-hmm. And also, Grandpa doesn't destroy things. If it was like a young cat that just is like eats things, maybe I'd wait. Yeah. But Grandpa's 16. He deserves comfort. Yep. I even might put in the metallic. Um, Reflective. Reflective thing, right? so it
1: reflects his body heat, so then he stays extra That's toasty. really nice,
0: because you can so. actually
1: buy um, cat beds that have that as a lining, and cats really love it. You know, it's kind of like that's having a I, space blanket inside the bigger blanket. That's a nice idea. And I,
0: and I have that left over from doing all of the uh, pot holders I made many moons ago. Mm. So that's why I was like, "Huh, cool. Shit, I should do that." Yeah. So, anyways, I'm thinking about it. I'm going to work through the prototype. We'll see yeah. how it goes. And then the other thing I'm working on, or I guess I already worked on, I now just need to let them dry and get fired, is uh, my friend Lisa and I, uh, we ordered a Copita kit, Okay. Which Copita, I, I'm not sure why it was called Copita, I should have paid attention, but I was late to the class, because it's me. But anyways, it we made little drinking cups for Mezcal, mm-hmm. and this was being offered by Meteor Bar here in Minneapolis, so it's like... We made the little copitas. They gave us like a set of clay and underglazes. So, me and my friend Lisa both had a cup we got to make, and then we had underglazes that we could put on top once it was like semi dry. And so, we're just waiting for them to kind of dry out a little bit more. We'll drop them off next week, and they're gonna get fired by the first or second week in March. But it's just, it was a really cool little project to like so make little fun. pinch pots. So and yeah, and then when we drop them off to go get fired, is when we also have a in-person, but socially distanced Mezcal tasting class Ooh. at the bar. So it was like, they gave us a I cocktail. I I know, it was super cool. So they gave us, so we bought the kit. It came with like two uh, two balls of clay, so you can make two cups and then enough underglaze, but also it came with a cocktail, a Mezcal cocktail, um, that you could make while you're making your pinch pots. And so, and then while we were on Zoom with Crybaby Clay's founder, who did the, the project, we were like, she was showing us methodology. Like, because I guess like me and Lisa went to art school. So like, we're like, oh, we got this. But like, there's a lot of people on the call that have never
1: played with clay. Like I'm this, the kind of, you know? I'm the person that she's doing that class for.
0: <laughs> well, it was, I, I'm laughing, but it, it was just cool to see like people ask questions that we were like, well, of course you got to do it like that. No, you got to start with your thumb of course. Like, but it was just interesting and me and Lisa both haven't been crafty with clay in a really long time and we know so many other people in our lives who are like ceramics, you know, potter whatever. Like, we know a lot of crafty people. But she and I both were like struggling. We had to like redo our pots like maybe three times each. So, oh. what happened know, like did a... you
1: did you like get too aggressive Thin? and it fell apart?
0: Yeah, oh. we both like pulled a little too far and it's supposed to be like the thickness of an orange peel because it's terracotta. And I guess
1: terracotta has a specific weight. um, You were doing something far more complicated than the one class that I did where we also all made that mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: and I guess terracotta doesn't have a lot of shrinkage, but it could be more fragile or something. Mm -hmm. And there's just a whole, and it's going to be fired twice. So it still just needs to be fairly sturdy. You need to make sure you don't have any air pockets, that kind of thing. And then, yeah, it, I just kind of forgot about glazes, how many layers you have to do, that kind of stuff. And I've actually never underglazed something before. I've never. always fired as a bisque and then glazed after. So that was kind of new for me. Um, so yeah, it challenged me, it was good. And I'm excited that when we drop it off to get them fired later, that we get to have like a little mezcal taste. Like it's a two part, like two weekends in a row of like, a, what did my friend Lisa call it? A corn hobby. Yes. Or something like that, like a pandemic hobby yes. or something or qu- corn crafts, quarantine crafts. Yes. But
1: well, I, I love that. I love that because um, I think you and I have talked before about the fact that I have historically never liked having smoky flavors in beverages. I like smoked flavors Same. in cheese and meat and like almonds and stuff like that. So it's, I, I love smoky flavors, but I do not like to drink the smoky flavor. But um, four or five years ago, I had a Mezcal cocktail with pineapple, and it tasted like grilled pineapple, and I was like, ooh, I can get behind this. But ever since then, I've never purchased a bottle of Mezcal because Mezcal, like any other liquor, can be super, super different. Like Each one has so many different characteristics, and they aren't cheap. And so I don't want to buy something that isn't going to make a cocktail that I'm going to like, and it's really hard to find tasting classes. Um, it's much easier to find tasting classes for gin, and quite frankly, gin is cheaper, right? So like, I don't feel like yeah. I'm out as much if I buy something well, that I don't like. I can cover it up with tonic, and it'll it'll be fine. Whereas mezcal, I don't know, if it's that way.
0: Well, and I think. Um... There's a really interesting thing that's going on right now in the tequila Mezcal world, which is, I it's either Kendall or Kylie Jenner. I can't remember which, but they're releasing a tequila that's won a lot of competitions. And a lot of people in the tequila Mezcal, like agave world is like, this is bullshit. Like these are tequila and Mezcal are all made by small families. Yeah. It's usually like a small family situation. And so, the idea of like having access to a lot of them to do a tasting is pretty kind of it's kind of rare,
1: it, yeah. Especially
0: up here in Minnesota, yep. And like for the Midwest, the majority of the alcohols that you can make, prep like that are really prevalent. They're easy to make is vodka and
1: gin, yep. Because
0: you've got all the, the ingredients
1: that, grow here.
0: Yeah, so like I would say that the idea of having a, a mezcal tasting is something I never, it's never been presented to me mm-hmm. easily. Because it's just, you know, the distribution up here of tequila and mezcal is pretty dominated by certain brands. And so I'm just kind of like, this is an opportunity to try something that I don't normally buy. I don't buy tequila, I don't buy mezcal, but I'm like, I at least would like to know the differences. Yeah. In case I do have an opportunity to do it again. And then also because it is more small farm family, you know, traditions, that would I would just love the education of that. Yeah. Because I don't need someone like a Kardashian or Jenner to like... I don't know, co-opt it, yeah. you know? Like, I just want to respect the tradition of that. Because, again, we get to have gin and vodka up here all day long. Like, and tons of amazing beers. So, like, you know, it's just a very a different thing. But I'm excited to, like, at least try it. Mm-hmm. Even though, again, I just, I wouldn't probably buy it.
1: Right. But, but it the yeah. worst thing that happens is that you try it and you don't love one of them. But you love some of the others and you learn yeah. something. Yeah. And it's it's what you would have done, I think, had you cuz i know for your job uh, you have traveled in mexico before and so Quite a lot, yeah. you know it's a thing that you might have had the chance to try without a pandemic but this is yeah. what this is what we got
0: it i mean yeah so i'm going to take the opportunities when presented cuz i'm like hmm when am i going to do this again and also like it's so good to have a friend who wants to do them with you yeah. or if you have a good partner who likes doing that stuff too but um, lisa's husband doesn't like tequila or mezcal Um, or especially Mascali doesn't. So she was like, do you want to do it? And I was like, well, I don't think I like it, but I'm going to do it. Like, I just am happy to like, I'm so hungry for experiences right now because of this pandemic.
1: Yeah. I mean, if if somebody asked me if I wanted to, you know, um, do a country music, uh, concert virtually. And it was a thing that they were super into. Like, sure. Yes. Yes, Yes, I would. I will. Yes, I would. (laughs) Would I normally be super hype about it? Probably not. But, like, will I do it with you? Yes, I will. sure will. Absolutely. I will find something enjoyable about this. No question. (laughs) I'm with you. I'm absolutely with you. Can you tell me, I don't know about a copito. Like, what shape is it? What size is it? Like, what is is it? So, I feel like I really...
0: I'm a little embarrassed that I could probably have just looked it up the word to make sure I understand what Copita meant in this in this instance. Mm. But it's just a small, it's a small vessel. Mm-hmm. And so copitas, like uh Lisa actually had a traditional one that she had gotten when she was in Mexico. She bought a set that were like hand thrown, and they were like the tiniest little cups that were thrown and so thin, I couldn't believe that someone could throw clay this thin. It felt like slip. Like, you know, oh. when someone makes a slip pottery yeah, kind yeah. of thing. But I could feel the center of it, so I could tell that it had been thrown by somebody. Wow. It was amazingly, it was very fragile like, and beautiful. I was just blown away by the craftsmanship. But she and her husband bought a bunch when they were in Mexico. And she was like, well, this is like what they normally drink. You know, this is like, it's like a shot glass, essentially. Size-wise. Size-wise, it's like the size of a shot glass. Okay. So it should be able to hold two ounces, essentially. OK. But it could be done. You And so a lot of people like to have them tall like, tall and narrow, and at the same time, like, more modern-looking styles are, like, more rounded bowls. Sure. And technically, I did more of a bowl because I was like, I probably won't be buying mezcal and drinking it straight like this. I'll probably be putting my supplements in a bowl <laughs> on my on my counter or something, you know?
1: So, like, well, and I also that's kind of the thing. I think that if I were to try to do something like that, that shape is hard to achieve tall and thin like the only time that I've done um a pottery class I've done two pottery classes both of which were like pinch pots not throwing um one was like five or six years ago and one was like a month before the pandemic and that's that size is really hard if you don't know how to hold your hands like we weren't even trying to throw anything complicated we didn't or um pinch anything complicated like the for the class that I did right before the pandemic we were making beer steins they're hefty they're solid but trying to get your um handle onto the bottom without messing up the top the sides I can't even imagine trying to do a small delicate thing that's tall well and it
0: was I was so glad that we did the class because we were flying a little blind a little uh not flying blind that's an offensive term um we were just we were without um igno- we didn't have a lot of education in this in this regard when pinch like when doing something so small in a pinch pot style and so it was really great that this woman was there leading us um and she's like a, a professional she's a master potter and uh, she like basically in order to get that that tall, narrow silhouette, if you wanted to do that, is, like, you completely form it around your thumb. Okay. Because you need to start with the right height and then pull out and pinch from there versus, like, you can't just pull up out of nothing. Mm. So she was like, you have to kind of essentially, like, form it around something narrow and then go from there. Like, you have to start with the height you want. Mm-hmm. It'll never get taller,
1: gotcha. essentially.
0: Gotcha, Cause it Because the taller you make it afterwards, it's going to be more fragile and you want to keep it more consistent through the whole thing so it was and then the other thing that was interesting about it was like oh she's like if you're really happy with your form leave it for 30 minutes let it stiffen up and then come back and like manage the imperfections Mm. but because she was like it's just too wet and too malleable you're going to be frustrated every time you touch it so that was like a, again, we didn't even think about that. Like I just kept touching it and she was like, leave it for 30 <laughs> minutes. Let it just get a little hard, a little cold and like, it'll be better. And I was like, huh? <laughs> like I just, cause like if you start putting your underglaze on it, you're just going to keep messing up your pot. Yeah. So anyways, she was great at it, at explaining like how we needed to go about it so that we didn't like hate ourselves <laughs> and hate our projects.
1: That's so exciting. So. I can't wait to see what it looks like. You'll have to put it on the Instagram
0: I will. I'm nervous, but I hope it works out. Watch mine be the one that explodes in the (laughs) (laughs) comments.
1: But anyways, I feel like um, for all, this is one thing that I will say for educators of all types of art. They're really good at knowing how to, how to pitch a project that you can do, Right. Like they aren't gonna send you home with something that is going to make you feel defeated.
0: We hope. <laughs> I've never. I, I,
1: I. don't know how your self esteem is. Like I don't know how you. <laughs> well, let's just say that it's not that my self esteem is high, but that um, I would I am satisfied with a pot that doesn't blow up in the kiln and destroy other pots. That's my That's standard what I'm for success. I, Right? That I just want to make sure I don't ruin it for everyone else. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And so what I would say is I think that um, art instructors tend to be good at figuring out, like, how to read the level of the the people who are going to sign up for that class. And so you're going to end up – so long as you were not hoping to come home with something that looks like what she makes. Right. You're going to be happy with it. And you'll have enjoyed the experience. So, like – Again, the, the two things that I have made that I took a class to make, I was very scared about how it was going to turn out. Um, and, and they're not fine art by a long shot. But, like, when I see them, I'm like, oh, that's a cool thing that I did. You know? I wouldn't sell it. I wouldn't, like, try that. <laughs> you know? I'm not well, expecting anybody else to love it, but I'm happy with it.
0: But I, And I think that there is there is something missing in um our daily lives that causes us to like in the midst of a pandemic to panic and start making bread and start gardening and start doing a lot of different cooking and a lot of different making like there's a reason that we are drawn to finish make and finish things Mm -hmm. and to and to do it because yes we can impulse purchase to our heart's content but there is something about knowing you're capable and knowing that it's something you made and that you're proud of or that you find beautiful that's the most rewarding part is that it's something that you think is cool or beautiful there's something missing in our culture because like we're not in elementary school anymore where we came home with macaroni art every week like we we used to make pinch pots for our parents all the time like why do, why do we stop doing that why did we stop like yeah. <laughs> so i think that you know clearly you and i are crafty people and we do lots of crafts at home but it was great to see like six other people on this phone call just Really interested in understanding how to do it right, or you know, like they had a lot of questions that I was like, at first I was like, what? I mean, what else is there? But then I'm like, oh, they don't know to wet it. Okay, okay, like I get it, and and it's and it was just it's not that they're dumb. It was just like, oh, I have this experience and they don't, and I'm so excited for them because they might get excited about doing something else again yeah. or doing something even more. And I just I don't know. I got really happy about it. It was just great to see other people be excited about doing something
1: yeah and I, so. I the classes that I took like I said were in person pre-pandemic and that was the same experience you know some of us were a bit anxious about it to start but as time went on you sort of um chatted with the other people who were in the room and you would look across the table and see somebody else do something that it hadn't occurred to you to do and you were like oh that's such yeah. a cool idea like maybe I could do a version of that and I'd be happier with the outcome than the thing that I thought of
0: it's like sitting next to Lisa. She's an extremely accomplished um, designer as far as like, you know, she's my coworker at target, but she's a great textile designer. She's a very crafty hand um, coordinated person. (laughs) Like she is able to do lots of stuff. She's unstoppable. And so watching her decorate her pot and her going, yours looks good. And I was like, but yours looks good. Like we were both just like, Oh, but yours, we were just doing it all so differently, but it was great to like see the people that you are creative with at work doing something creative outside of work together. Yeah. So, and I, I have luck that I have a lot of creative friends I get to do craft stuff with, but it was just really, it was just different. Cause naturally I'm always like fibers, textile design, mm-hmm. sewing. And this was like, not at all related to what me
1: and Lisa normally do. Yeah, so it was that's cool. awesome. So what are you working on? Um, I am still working on the uh, socks that I was working on for our uh, last episode the Hula Nikki socks so this is a knit project I finished one full sock which um, Ooh, I'm showing Miranda it. it is like oh, it's so my pretty. art deco metropolis dream like it's I love it. It
0: looks like a. It looks like the a movie building from a Batman, like a Gotham building, yes. like that kind of Art Deco style that you expect to see on the side, or like the Empire State Building, mm-hmm. like that's a very Art Deco building, that kind of thing. I'm not saying that's exactly it, but it's just it's really pretty.
1: I and I just love it. it's A sock. I know. It's so good. So um, I finished one sock, and I am what I would say probably three quarters of the way through the second one. Um, and for Ooh. people who knit you know that um with sleeves and socks it's very easy to finish one and then end up with like they call a second sock syndrome or ending up on sleeve island and it's where you feel like (laughs) have you never heard this
0: i've never heard (laughs) getting stuck on sleeve island wow
1: It's where, like, you're so close to being done. Or, like, with socks, right? If you make one sock, you're 50% done. Like, it's all downhill from there. But somehow, it is almost impossible to find the motivation to finish it.
0: I don't know why. So I uh, When you showed me your three quarters of the sock, I was like, you could finish this tonight. Mm-hmm. But will you? Nope. No. <laughs> Absolutely not.
1: <laughs> and am I excited about wearing these socks? Yes. Will yes. I undermine myself? Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I have already offered to knit something for you instead of
0: finishing these socks. So, now, so guess what I'm gonna do? I'm not gonna pick the yarn color now until I see proof of both socks finished. I will put them on my feet when they are done and you will know. I'm just, I can't even choose a color now. You asked me to choose a color last night and I was like, I need time to think about this. This is a really important decision. Now I know it's even more
1: important because you need to finish a project. You need to f- have some follow-through. I want to help. Follow through and be <laughs> helpful because I am I am not joking you, Miranda. I cannot wait to wear the penny cardigan that you bought me as a birthday kit. Like what two years ago at this point? It's a gingham I've talked about it on the podcast. It's a gingham sweater that is a cardigan. And we picked out the colors. It's like a blush pink and a terracotta orange, which I love. I finished knitting those pieces a year ago. Two months ago, I sewed the shoulder seams together, and I was like, oh, that was enough. <laughs> like, why? You're like, who? You busted a sweat, <laughs> you're like, I'm done I busted now. <laughs> a sweat sewing a grand total of, what, like six inches worth of seams? Six inches of seaming, not even knitting, seaming, like literally just going boop, 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 boop. And I was done. But it's, it is the emotional weight of the project.
0: (laughs) Like we forget sometimes. It's like putting away your, like you go to the grocery store, you get lots of delicious food. You put it in your fridge, your pantry, and then you order food for dinner because like you need those groceries to settle yep. like, you you feel, need... they need to
1: feel ready to work with each other you know they have to get to know each other a little you know they just
0: need some time yeah. and, and it's just like because the emotional weight of grocery shopping right now is pretty fucking high <laughs> it takes a lot out of me and now even though i'm doing like the drive up option at target and stuff like that but sometimes i still have to go to certain grocery stores for things that's like putting on my battle armor, being ready to deal with dumb people who don't have a mask on because not every store requires. Oh, it's brutal. It's a lot. And so like <laughs> the idea of getting home and making food, too late. Too, too much. Too bad. Too much. I can't. Too much. It's time for someone else. Yep. Gotta <laughs> call in, to in. reinforcements.
1: <laughs> I need I need so, an like,
0: assist here. And that's why like you know the weight of the project of finishing this cardigan. And you also know that there's like six more steps ahead of you. Not much.
1: But here we are. Here we are. Um, and I also was looking through my um, Ravelry history, and I realized that there were a couple things that I did finish that I did not talk about on the podcast. So I will share those with Ooh. you quickly. Sure. Um, This, I don't believe I mentioned on the podcast before, um, but these are, uh, this is a free pattern from Pearl Soho, and it's called, I think it's called like the pointed hat but it's, it's a hat that they have scaled up and down all the way down to newborn and all the way up to adult large. And it's kind of like an elfin-shaped hat. So it is – oh, I know what it's called. Yeah. It's called like the ear flap hat. But really it's elfin. Like it's got a point at the top. But if yep. you use the right kind of yarn, you can kind of floop it down a little bit and it looks cute. Um, so it is a garter stitch – patterns so it's very easy for beginners like if you have if you know how to do the knit stitch and you've never made a hat before this is a good place to start um, because the pattern walks you through how to do short rows which is a way of um, making curves in things without seaming so that's a nice Nice. tip Um, and then it shows you how to do decreases so to this is the point yep, yeah. exactly. So this hat is made it's it's a obviously it's a um, round shape with ear flaps that have a nice curve to them and a pointed top with a little tassel and there's no seaming. This is all done in the round as you zoom on toward the top. So for people like me who give up on seams, like I just said, um, this is a very quick satisfying project and I think it's done in worsted yarn or i did a like a chunkier dk yarn mm-hmm. so that's a nice quick finish project nice. and then i also made um something called the oh what's this called like the skull river cap i'll i'll link the thing in Ooh. the notes but it's this is yet another beautiful art deco style Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. And this is from an old copy of Knit Scene. Um, It's like their accessories, winter 2013 or something. Again, I will link it in the show notes. But it just sort of has this cool architectural detail to it. And I think in there... It's still a beanie. Yeah, it's a beanie that has a um, rib pattern at the bottom, which is nice because that means it hugs your head. And then that rib pattern grows into a diamond pattern, that then goes back into um, a thinner rib that looks like columns coming up in front of I was a gonna building. Say columns. Mm-hmm. It looks like stained glass. Yeah, it's, it's a really cool pattern, um, and I made it out of an alpaca yarn that a friend got me when she was in Peru for work, called Indicita and that's another dk pattern and i just it's super cute like it's just it's so cute i'm i'm clearly feeling my my art deco moments i mean whatever that's my whole life i love it but um, i know i was like it too <laughs> it is it is i just love that i love that structured style the geometric style of it i just yeah i don't have any like great uh, description of it it just resonates with me Um, And then the final thing that I've been crafting is very similar to what you were doing with the um, buying a kit and then watching a class. So one of our local restaurants here called St. Birch Tavern, uh, just like every other restaurant, has been struggling. And St. Birch is um, trying to find creative ways to survive the pandemic while also not like being open to the public in violation of social distancing. So I believe they're open to the public. You can dine there, but they are at very minimal capacity, right? So what they offered was something called the St. Birch Box. And for every two weeks, starting last Friday, you could either buy a single box, but we bought the full four-box box subscription because I trust them like I've eaten their food before and I I trust that the quality is very good you get a box full of eight to twelve servings of protein so they don't have a vegetarian option so that's you know it's not fully inclusive in that way but you can buy the meat package the seafood package or the combo and we bought the combo and so it came with Two steaks, two tenderloins, two lobster tails, and t- ten jumbo golf shrimp, and it comes nice. with a little QR code, and the QR code takes you to videos where the executive chef shows you how to cook those things in his own home kitchen. So he's not in a professional cool. kitchen; he's in a home kitchen, home kitchen with normal which is what you home need stuff and you could yeah. see that he's using a regular it's a gas range because you know if you have the choice between gas or electric gas is more controllable but it's still like a home edition like it's not an, an industrial cooktop right you know regular old stuff and he shows you how to prepare the steak how to pre- how do you clean a shrimp how do you you know take lobster meat out of a lobster tail like he shows you how to do all these things so you can watch these videos to learn how to prepare the food that you just bought and I love that's it awesome. it's so beginner friendly like he doesn't assume that you yeah. know anything
0: Well, and this is like really good for even if like you and some friends want to do it together mm-hmm. but at your own respective homes or if you're on a date mm-hmm. like this could be a really cool thing it's, I love that Oh, it's,
1: it's and adorable. there's a part of
0: me that's like I hope that in in the times in which we start to resume things that feel like normalcy, nothing will ever be the same. But I do hope that these these moments like this can continue. Absolutely. Because I think it's really important that people can see how to cook at home. Yeah. You know, like cuz when you go to uh, to cooking classes, it's not always available that way. You know, or you're it's just I don't know, this is like you can do it on your own time. There's a lot of people who work weird odd schedules. And this is the pandemic has allowed us to be a little bit more flexible in how we live and how we work with others.
1: Yeah, if, so, if there was something like good to take from it, it's the idea that you can be creative about how you run a business. And in this case, I think there are definitely people who, you know, want to have the experience of eating these foods, but they aren't going to be able to make it to that restaurant because it's too far away, or they are. Um, like you said, hours wise, not going to be able to do it. And, you know, particularly I'm thinking about like my friends who work in the ER and stuff, like they want to have that experience, but life ain't like that right now.
0: It's like just being single and looking online and just the fact that people have to put in their dating profiles I work nights. It's just like that is a part of their life. And it's not that they're bad people or weird people. It's just, that's the shift that they have at the hospital. That's the shift they have at a, hosp- at, a, at a hotel or like whatever. And it's just, they miss out on a lot of experiences because they don't do a nine to five. Yeah. And I love that these opportunities are now much more wide ranging. Like I do sound baths with the, at the Integraton or not at, but with the Integraton. And it's something that they offer. They have a certain time, but people from all over the world can do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just wonderful. There's just something great about having that flexibility.
1: Absolutely. So, and you could imagine if you were somebody, um, you know, running a restaurant like this, that when you are able to open safely and be at full capacity, these videos are still on YouTube. They are right? watchable whenever. So you could still, if you can, if your sourcing is good. You could still be selling stuff from your restaurant for people who aren't eating at the restaurant and still engage that that community, which is awesome. So uh, last Friday was when we picked up our first box and we watched the videos about how to sear a steak and how to prepare the steak that they sent us. And they, he, the chef talked all about um, the other... Um, components of the meal that he was going to make, which we chose not to do. You know, we chose our own side dishes, but it was cool to see like how he prepared the side dishes that he wanted to eat, that he would recommend to go alongside it. Um, so that's the other crafty thing we're doing. Is I think I haven't. Awesome. Yeah, I haven't. I used to be somebody who was really into cooking, as you probably remember when I was in residency, um, because I had no money <laughs> and I needed to eat. I was like, well, this is the thing that I can do that's creative, but also will accomplish a need being met. Yeah. And once I moved here, the cooking excitement just wasn't that high, um, partially because it was cool to try restaurants here and partially because I just sort of felt like when I was done at work, I didn't want to be doing more effortful work. But now... You also had a new job. like You have to give yourself some slack for like... That's a lot of changes at once. Yeah. Moving, new
0: job, everything. Everyone knows. was like, oh, I feel bad. I stopped doing this. And I was like, it doesn't mean you can't do it
1: again. Right. And so, and now Like, I'm...
0: It, it's never a death. No, <laughs> no. It's not like those
1: skills are gone. <laughs> um, so right. now I'm kind of getting back into it again. Um, and it's fun because just like you were saying, I am taking skill sets that I I had some familiarity with, but I didn't really know how to apply to this specific scenario and learning new things so i'm kind of leveling up awesome you know it's cool i love it yeah. well, very good yeah. i'm excited by that i also i'm excited too because little... it's another thing that i can't like even if they don't decide to continue this box because part of my you know, sneak peek on my gold star is not that long until spring when we can be outside again and um so you can eat outdoors you know relatively right. safely um but the the skill sets are still going to be useful like i can still come back to these things which i'm super excited about
0: but and that that's why i think there's nothing like people made fun of people making sourdough and making fun of people who started gardening and like having chickens and all these things that during the pandemic which also To be real, it's a very privileged stance to be like, these are my new hobbies, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, But it's also like people made fun of that. But at the same time, I'm like, everyone has a desire to grow. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a desire to grow, you might be in a place where you need more help of some kind. Because it's a human condition to want to grow and learn and do different things, I think. And so I can't, I never, ever want to be like, ugh. They learned to do that in quarantine. <laughs> like I don't ever want to judge that no. because I did some. I learned to do some things, and like I learned to um, be excited by new things that might be dumb. I also like failed at certain gardening. Oh, but all like, of
1: my gardening was a colossal yeah. failure, and I'm still gonna try it again. I've got my kit Fuck right yeah. to my left for two weeks from now.
0: Yep. Well, and I so I don't know. I just can't be upset. Or, like, to, to make fun of anybody learning and growing, like, eat shit and die. Stop that. <laughs> Sounds like you mad at yourself because you didn't have time because you decided that your idea of learning and growing might have been something else. And I can't judge you on video games. I can't judge you on learning a new instrument. Like, fuck yeah, good for you. But, like, judging anybody else, fuck off. So, no, I'm a big fan. I think these are all transferable skills. I love that. And my last point that I was going to make about it was just that The pandemic has taught us a lot about accessibility Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and people who have varying uh, levels of mobility and uh, or disabilities of other kinds when when we are at home and we're frustrated there's a lot of people who are always at home and have been frustrated and it's given me such a perspective about what i'm frustrated about or what i'm thankful for but also like cooking classes not everybody can get out and go cook Mm -hmm but a lot of these people who have different, you know, mobility issues, they cook. So the idea of like letting them learn a new skill and a new thing this way is amazing. It's been out there before, YouTube exists, a lot of like, you know, home and garden DIY television shows exist, but this is like on another level. And I love that. I feel like this is, it's taught us a lot about what's available to us, what's available to other people that are not as fortunate or just have different abilities. And I hope we never lose it. I hope we never lose sight of these opportunities. That's all. It's a little heavy, but I'm like, this is how I feel. No, I
1: (laughs) I completely agree with you that there are a lot of things that we, who, you know, feel like we miss the pre-pandemic days because we miss going to restaurants, going to cooking classes, going to art classes. Like, we miss a thing that a lot of other people didn't have.
0: Like, we all like, oh, you can go and tour the Louvre. Like, you can tour all these amazing museums now. Why didn't we have that before? Like, we should have, like, there's so many people who can't travel. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is amazing, right? Like, I'm so thankful for these experiences, and I hope we never lose sight of that.
1: Yeah, I hope, so. I hope that we continue to try to focus on accessibility. It's, it's shitty that it took some businesses until, like, it took until they thought they might fail to care about people who couldn't get there. I think that's shitty. Yeah. However, we have it now, and I think we should continue holding businesses accountable for maintaining that, right? Like, we see that you can do it, and so we should support it, and we should support businesses that um, continue to maintain accessibility when in person things become safe. This is me hand clapping, yeah. going, Yes, ma'am. Yes. Good stuff. Well, do you have
0: a gold gold star you want to lean into? Because I feel like you were you were getting there. You were you were like amped up, and I'm like, well, let's go.
1: <laughs> well, my my sort of it's not really a, a gold star because it has nothing to do with any human or animal or anything.
0: Is hmm. the idea I don't that
1: think
0: we we don't we didn't have rules around? No, gold that's stars. true. That's true. We we never had a rule. That's true.
1: But I feel like. A lot of the times when I give gold stars, it's because of something that that somebody did that added to the world. And this is not one of those things. So that is the fact that um, I've been talking with a lot of folks who are obviously having a hard winter. Like winter is hard full stop. This is the first yeah. winter where we couldn't hang out with other people. And that is exceptionally difficult. Um, humans are social animals. And so if you feel depressed and isolated this winter, uh, you are isolated this winter and that does make a lot of people feel bad. And so, you know, I just want to normalize the idea that isolation doesn't result in people feeling good. That is normal. Not to say that Truth. it's okay. It is normal. But this is the re- this is the reality. Yes. Yes. You are not broken because you feel bad about being isolated. <laughs> that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was talking with some friends about it, and I said, you know, I I personally enjoy the winter time. I always have. I love the winter. That's just it's me. your season. It's my season. Fall fall to winter is your season, mm-hmm. absolutely. However, we are a month away from the first day of spring. Which let's be real, Island, we are in the Midwest. So as soon as it pops it above 30 degrees, I'm outside. We think, <laughs> oh, I was outside yesterday. I went on a four
0: mile hike <laughs> in 21 degree weather because I was like, you guys, oh, if it's, twi- it's so nice. If it's
1: 20 degrees, you need two layers Let's and start. the top layer is going to come off halfway through the hike. You warm up with quick. I was sweating. sweating my ass off. Yes. I had to change my clothes.
0: Yep. And- Every like I know that people are really struggling in other areas with this cold, but here I was dancing in the streets when it was above zero degrees because I could take my dog for a walk longer than 10 minutes. So right. I was like, yes, like I'm yes. not gonna lose a toe
1: going outside. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Yeah. Right. Pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. So it is a very short period of time for people to feel like they can safely hang out with other folks at a bonfire, right? Because you you have to be mm-hmm. far from the bonfire. Sit opposite the bonfire from the other person. Look at you having an in-person activity. Awesome. So that's that's the sort of starting gold star. But the other gold star is something that I've actually been using during the whole pandemic, but I think we never talked about it here. And that is um, a website called Board Game Arena. So if you are not into games, you can just fast forward to when Miranda Talks Next. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I know some people are not game people, and I have no harsh judgments for people who are not game people. But what is cool about Board Game Arena is the sheer variety of games that are available. For all ages, they are, um, they're the, the, like, a lot of them are games that you would have played in person. Like, for people who are into games, um, Seven Wonders is a pretty famous game. Carcassonne is actually a game that I'd never played before, but um, a lot of my friends have when they were kids played these games. And somehow Board Game Arena has figured out how to make these very complex games where um, they've got the pieces that look like the pieces you would have played with in real life. And they show you where you can put them on the board, and they, they know they, like it knows the rules, so you can't cheat in the game. It's not just a mm-hmm. blank slate where you say you're going to play a game and then maybe you could cheat or maybe not. Like, the this the software, the website knows the rules for each of these games. And you can buy, like, a premium membership, and I don't know what that gives you. I don't have one of those, um, and I mostly play with people who don't have premium memberships. I think the premium membership lets you... Um, maybe keep track of things over time or use like even more complicated games but the games that you can play for free are pretty complicated um and it's super fun like it's just really fun because we all know that zoom happy hours sometimes get a little tired like you can only have so many zoom meetings where you are staring a person down in the face and feel fully engaged like that's Zoom is hard, like it or and FaceTime, right? Like, you're supposed to be keeping eye contact with people, and it's it's tiring, like, it's tiring for your brain to do that. Yeah, so Board Game Arena sort of gives you a space where you could do that, and you can either do um just the game, no sound, and no video, or you could do what uh, we tend to do, which is to have FaceTime running at the same time as the board game. So that you can see the other person, but you don't have to be staring them in the face the whole time. And you can hear them while you play the game. And that's been really fun. Um, Because, again, it just sort of takes – I don't know how to say this. It takes down the level of intensity that comes with, like, having four hours of conversation.
0: Yeah. And trying your hardest to, like, look presentable, not fart. (laughs) You know, like, don't eat. Don't do something. Like, maintaining – Eye contact, even though you technically are never making eye contact. Yeah, so it's no. I'm with you. It's it's a different way of communicating, spending time with people without doing the things that we have to do every day for work. If you
1: have that kind of job, yeah. And the other thing that I'll say is, um, if you enjoy games, they can get really pricey. Like some of these games, like it's a board game that costs. $40, $50, which is very inaccessible for a lot of people on Board Game Arena. It's $0. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. You don't own the game, right? And if Board Game Arena ever dies, you don't get to play it again. I know, but it's also like, might as
0: well utilize the service while you can.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: I love
1: that. So I have really enjoyed doing that with friends as a way of doing something together that feels fun and less intense i love that
0: how about your gold star good
1: gold stars i have two
0: the first one is just i was listening to the radio last night um i listen to the current a lot um which is a local minnesota um it's a part of the minnesota public radio collective and people know it they don't know it whatever but The Current on Saturday has Radio Free Current and they were doing a celebration night and people called in to celebrate like, oh, I'm retiring. And I'm going to like, so tomorrow, like next week is my last week of work. And so like they were playing songs of celebration, like no more working and stuff. But a lot of people called in to celebrate their second shot, their final vaccination. And it warmed my fucking heart I would have cried so hard. And it's been on my mind since because I was like, this is that it's not a fix, it's not a magic bullet, but there is something so great that we have gotten to the point where people are getting second vaccinations, and it's now beyond um, hospital essential workers and those that are in nursing homes. These are now like we're starting to enter the next levels of like what feels more like the rest of us, and that people were excited and calling in to celebrate. Fuck yeah. So if you hear that a friend of yours is getting their second shot, or even their first shot is scheduled, celebrate. Because this is a big this is a big moment in history. We've never had a pandemic in our history where we had a vaccine this fast. Any that we
1: had any disease ever. This ever. disease yes. started December twenty nineteen and we're vaccinating people starting December twenty twenty.
0: And I'll just it's throw amazing. out there
1: that a lot of the basic science behind this was done by Dr. Kismikia Corbett, who is a black woman. So mm-hmm. in case you were wondering whether or not uh, black women save lives, the answer is... All the damn time. All the time. fucking damn time. <laughs> She's she and, is at the National Institute of Health, and she was part of the team that made the Moderna vaccine. Her and, and Dolly Parton. Also,
0: <laughs> just the heroes of the, the
1: pandemic
0: dream fucking dream team um so i just felt like that was such a an, an interesting moment where people celebrated their vaccine cuz i remember as a as someone who's sexually active and at a younger age when the hpv vaccine came out that was a game changer for so many women and even though it was flawed cuz it wasn't fully baked like they didn't
1: have all the strains covered and that's really tough. And some of us who were technically too old weren't allowed to get it and we were very salty about Uh, it. Well, and and that's the,
0: the bullshit, right? Like they just, there was just so little funding and, and ability to understand this vaccine. But I just remember celebrating with my girlfriends if they were qualified and the, the HPV vaccine, I believe was like two to three shots. And, um, three yeah it was three and it took time six to get each one and,
1: the series takes six yeah months. and
0: and i just celebrated i celebrated because i was like this could mean i don't get a cervical cancer right i don't Indian fucking cancer. die of
1: cervical cancer that's what this vaccine yes means. it was
0: at, it's huge and i just you know unfortunately i don't think it cha- i don't think it revolutionized the way that this vaccine that we're currently going through for COVID 19 is going but we need to celebrate these moments like holy shit. So I think that's my big thing. I've been super excited about that. And just listening to people call to say, like, I'm getting my second dose. Or my grandma got her second dose. And you're just like, yes, 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 yes. So these are, like, the small wins that I – they're not even my wins. I'm just so excited for other people. Um, And then my second gold star. I love that we always wanted to do one gold star at a time, but now we just always do two or three or whatever.
1: (laughs) I have lots of feelings, okay? God.
0: I want everyone to know how much I love things. The second thing I'm going to say is – oh i'm at 10 percent of my airpods i'm gonna try to wrap this up um but getting state park permits right now it is the beginning of the year yes it is hard to go out in the winter time but if you got the good gear and according to minnesotans and people from all over cold areas of the world they say there's no such thing as bad weather just bad clothes so if you have the gear and you have the opportunity going for a walk in the winter right now is gorgeous as long as it's above 15 degrees i think i swear by it and i went to sports sailing uh state park with my friend emily and colleen yesterday and you know i realized i didn't have a state park pass and it just made me realize like i know so many friends who have the state park um license plate, so they can just like easily go in all the time but this is the first year i'm gonna buy a state park pass like a full year and i think it's time and i think i'm probably gonna do it also for wisconsin and michigan because i'm close enough and we're gonna be I already know I'm going to be working home for the next year. Oh, okay. And so this is the time. I, I need to support the things that give us opportunities to go out and see our friends and be in nature. I won't have this time. I, well, I might have this time again in the future because nothing is ever going to be the same. But I feel like our state parks are an amazing resource right now. It takes a lot to maintain trails, those parking lots, the safety of all the bridges and things like that that are within them so buy a park a state park pass it helps your whole state it helps people be able to get out and if you even just want to sit in the parking lot with your friends who cares (laughs) like you can do that yeah like there's so many opportunities and beautiful things to see at state parks right now whether it's in the winter or
1: all the way into the summer it's something
0: you won't regret if you buy it early so buy it early exactly and
1: you may not get vaccinated till august or september right like we don't know right it's gonna be a while but we do know that being outdoors and socially distanced is generally safe, right? If you go on a hike with somebody else and you're walking on opposite sides of the trail. With the right you're distance. You're going to be fine, you know? So and, and pay for that now. Pay up front. Well, and
0: I'm single and dating and I'm trying to talk with people about like, where can we meet? Mm-hmm. What can we do? That's a beautiful and- idea. So I'm literally talking with someone about like how can we go on a hike together in the you know obviously next week is going to be like 30 degrees here in Minneapolis. Sounds like snowshoes is, to me. It's balmy, yes. <laughs> yeah, snowshoes and bikinis. Yes. Um, but I was like, let's go for a walk. Let's go for a hike. And I just bring out your to thermos, have, have
1: some hot chocolate. It's a yeah. Right?
0: Like it's amazing. But this is you. We have to figure out a way to do it to keep doing it, and I don't want to get into that pandemic fatigue where we lose sight. And lose our our steadfastness about like what we've been doing. It, we're we are and I just so close, so close, <laughs> so close. So that's to why I'm not like, killing more people. So close. So please, just you can do this. Get out of your head. Do something else. Buy a state park pass. Anything you can do to support your state, but also like make the use make use of it because a lot of us won't be vaccinated till the summertime. Honestly. Yep. So that's how I feel. Yep.
1: Those are my two goals. I goals. love it and i cannot wait oh. we, so our full disclosure our dad is fully vaccinated yes. and we had to cancel his <laughs> 80th birthday last year because it happened right at the start of the pandemic but his 81st is coming up he's fully vaccinated and so we can go be outside with him near, near him, him. <laughs> we can, can go near
0: him. wave at him <laughs> but that's huge it's and huge. you know what all dad wants all dad wants for his birthday is mcdonald's Great. So I'm gonna bring him a bag of McDonald's and I'm gonna like launch it at him and he's gonna be thrilled.
1: <laughs> well, I think that's, that's. I think we're also required to bring. Was a banana cream pie? We are required. Yes, we have to Carl. go find one of those. But yeah, so in a couple of weeks, we are going to get to do that. This is actually one of the few situations Can... in which being an older person is advantageous because if you are an older person, the odds are good that you got vaccinated. If you've been vaccinated and your older friends have also been vaccinated, you're no pandemic pals. You can do this. You're in a pod together.
0: You know? So I'm just excited that, like, I'm just so excited that Dad's been vaccinated. He had no um, reactions. Dad never has a reaction
1: to anything. He doesn't have an emotional reaction. reaction. He doesn't
0: have a physical reaction. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to outlive Cher. (laughs) madonna and share um, i asked him
1: how he felt after his second second vaccine and he was just like what do you mean uh.
0: <laughs> we already knew he was never gonna get covid19 never like, let's be real you, you <laughs> have to hang out with people to get covid19 i know and carl's a loader by trade like by life you know Oh, my God. Island, yes. when you think about, like, Carl's way of tending bar, he made sure to put a ring around him that he didn't get too did close Did you to ever see Dad get within six feet of another human being ever? No. there's no, <laughs> there's never a hug, barely a handshake. Do you remember Dad taught us how to say thanks for a drink by holding up your drink? Yep. Uh, from across, across the bar the and room. nodding your head? Yes. That is, Carl, Carl Williams has been social distance his entire fucking life. So he was never going to get COVID-19. <laughs> Anyways. I mean, yes, he could have if, if
1: someone of got close, but the point is, have. no one was going to. He wasn't, he wasn't going to be into that, and he doesn't miss it. In that fact, at all. I worry for dad when the pandemic is over, and all of his family wants to visit him. And he's just like, I, I fully anticipate him telling people that he didn't get vaccinated. Just so they won't come <laughs> over. It's dangerous. <laughs>
0: just And everyone's going to be like, it's dangerous, Carl? He's like... No vaccine. <laughs> I didn't get it. I didn't, or he's not even going to say anything. He's going to just say it to confuse him. He's like, I didn't get it. <laughs> and just Everyone's like, didn't get what, Carl? And he'll just leave it. Yes. And everyone's going to have to guess what I didn't get it meant. <laughs> but that's all he's going to say. That's our fucking family. <laughs> All right. We should wrap yes. this up. We should wrap it up. I'm sorry. So, I'm like, I will die laughing <laughs> thinking about this, but don't worry, everybody. We're going to have another episode
1: probably when we're visiting our day. Probably. We'll have plenty to It'll say. It'll be great. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for joining us. Um, if you want mm-hmm. to see our show notes, they are going to be at stitchcraftsisters.com and you can find us on Instagram as Stitchcraft Sisters. Um... We are on Ravelry, but nobody goes there, so that's cool. I go there for my own self. Um, I know, for you. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, comment, you know, at, tell us what your gold stars are. Send us DMs. Yes. We're cool. Slide into our DMs with crap <laughs> Which people occasionally do, Not- and
0: I totally appreciate it. And I love that. Oh, my God. And keep asking us if you need suggestions. We we had a couple of friends reach out about crochet and knitting projects and mm-hmm. stuff. So that's always cool. Yeah. But I, I have
1: been commissioned to make some Christmas stockings. I bought the yarn yes. for it from um, Brown Sheep in Nebraska. And I'm super excited. So, you know.
0: It's awesome. Yeah. But, yes, holler at us. Um, Have a good rest of your, your, winter. your winter, everyone. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Over and out.